This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Hoffeditz. Uh, we're going to try something a little new. Uh, I'm going to do a five things. Uh, focus more on the, the Mustangs than their opponent or the game this week. Uh, coming off the Maryland game, uh, this just seemed kind of perfect because I think a lot of these things were the things that kind of limited SMU from being able to win that game uh, and could be big for them to learn from that going into the TCU game. Uh, so I'm going to jump right in. Numbers one and two are turnovers. Uh, first off, SMU has turned the ball over three times uh, in each of the last two games. Obviously, it didn't hurt them too much against Lamar. Uh, it did stop them from maybe that being a bigger blowout uh, than it ended up being. Uh, but it was obviously costly against Maryland last week and, and helped contribute to that loss. Uh, it's just some things have to be cleaned up. You know, uh, Lashley talked this week about neither interception really being Tanner's fault and obviously the controversial fumble call, uh, but still at the same time said, you can't do things that lend themselves to those type of plays, whether it's uh, just a misread on a pass or letting the ball go on the turf at any point during a run that lends itself to a, a maybe questionable call on the field that there's just no way to overturn on replay. Uh, on the se- second part of that, the defense has been really good uh, in forcing some turnovers at least two in, in every game so far this season. Uh, a lot of that has led to a lot of points for the offense. You know, Lamar, uh, the first two touchdown drives were both short fields uh, coming off an interception and a fumble recovery. Uh, they've got, the defense has got to stay opportunistic. They've got to, uh, whether it's uh, with balls in the air, attack the ball. Uh, if it's a ball on the ground, obviously get after it. And they've shown the ability, I think it was Chris Adamora who stripped the ball uh, on a play against North Texas. And then obviously there was the the big hit uh, in the Maryland game that caused uh, the fumble on the kickoff return. So they've just got to continue to do those sorts of things uh, moving forward. Uh, number three, red zone offense. Uh, again, this is coming off a Maryland game where they were three of six in the red zone. 
obviously had the uh, turnover on downs on the first drive, had the Mordecai fumble, uh, and just some, some of those things that when you're in those positions, especially an offense that has this much firepower, has to be able to score. Yes, they're going to connect on some big plays, but they have to show the ability to, in the red zone, in those tight situations, uh, be able to make plays that get the ball into the end zone instead of either settling for field goals or trying to go for it on fourth down. Uh, and obviously, got to hold on to the ball in, in those situations as well. Moving on to number four, uh, just the ability for this team to run the ball. Uh, Coach Lashley, uh, to the media on Wednesday after practice, during his Pony Express show with Rich Phillips on Wednesday night, and Coach uh, Woods uh, Tuesday after practice, all talked about the run game being good, being kind of where they want it to be, but the need for a running back to establish himself, or even two running backs to establish themselves as the guy or the guys, because this rotation of four or five guys doesn't really let anybody take control or get in a rhythm throughout a game. They've had to do it because of injuries. You know, obviously Gardner didn't play uh, in week one after the contact eye scratch issue uh, in the locker room or warm-ups. Obviously week two, both Kamar and Trey uh, decided they were unable to go uh, with some, some injury things after warming up. Uh, Last week, didn't see much of uh, Levine or McDaniel. Uh, obviously, Siggers, who is coming off an injury, got the lion's share of things. But my guess is, if those coaches have been telling the media that they need somebody to step up and stand out, and have told the fans that, I am sure that that conversation has happened in meetings, in practice, in the locker room, uh, that that group has kind of been challenged. Um, I know a lot of people want Kamar Wheaton to be one of those guys that steps up. I still think there is some patience there with him coming off that injury, the delayed rehab, uh, and wanting him to really be the best version of himself out there, which I'm not sure that we've seen. Uh, he looked pretty good against North Texas. Again, I was shocked that he played in that game. Obviously then didn't against Lamar and, uh, had one or two carries for not a whole lot against Maryland. I think if you want him to be one of the guys, he has to be in a position where the coaching staff feels like he can carry it anywhere from five to ten times on a consistent basis in a game, and maybe even more, and my guess is he's just not there yet. I think you really have to look at Siggers or... uh Gardner to really step up. You know, those are the guys with the most experience uh, that aren't coming off of major injuries. Uh, I think TJ showed a flash of that against Lamar. Uh, but again, we have to remember what he's he's been through over the last few years and if he can consistently put up those performances week after week. I don't care who it is. I don't think they care who it is. But somebody has to step up. Uh, and kind of take over that RB1 role, and even running back two role of, okay, these are the guys we're going to go with, instead of trying to play four or five guys 
throughout the course of a game. Uh, and then I think just little things defensively, uh, for, for my fifth point, I think they looked pretty good against Maryland. Yes, they gave up the big touchdown pass. Uh, there was another big pass play. Obviously, uh, some running plays early and then that went for a lot of yards and then just some big running plays late that kept drives going, kept the ball away from SMU. And obviously, uh, that ended up in the end zone that made the difference in the game. Uh, I think the defense played well enough to beat Maryland that is a very, very good offensive team. Um, and again, I think they saw just those little things. Uh, I think it was Brandon Crossley who talked about just rallying to the ball a little better, a little faster, with a little more purpose, and just kind of finishing some plays better, uh, I think are, are the things. For the most part, they seem to be in pretty good positions. Um you know, contained uh, Tagovailoa, I think, pretty well. I, I wouldn't say that he was able to take over the game and, and really single-handedly do some things uh, that helped Maryland win that game. Sure, he made some plays, uh, but kept him contained with some spy work that was done really well. Um, never really let their uh, top-of-the-line receivers run ragged on them in the secondary. Uh, just some of those little things that have to be cleaned up and I think that's maybe the biggest positive after that Maryland game was they don't have to throw anything out. They don't have to redo anything. It's just taking what they do and, and just making it a little bit better, which I think you'll see. You know, I mean, biggest talk in, in football is that step from week one to week two. I think that there can really be a big step between your first big test and the following game, which will really be another big test, maybe even bigger test, uh, than Maryland was just because of everything that is, is surrounding this game. I really think SMU's in a, in a good position. Uh, there are a lot of variables, uh, that obviously will, will come into play on Saturday. But those five things, I think turnovers on both sides of the ball, Red zone offense, uh, being able to run the ball, uh, with one or two players consistently, and then just cleaning up some things, uh, on defense. I think those are the, the big things that you've got to look at for them to be able to take, um, kind of that next step and obviously win a, win a game like this. Uh, that's a, it, it's a big game. Um, I know, you know, Coach Lashley talked uh, Wednesday night in his show about the problem with rivalry games is some people think that uh, they can make or break your season or that they're the only game that matters. I don't think SMU fans are delusion enough to think, especially at this point with the steps that have been taken, that nothing else matters this season except for the TCU game. Uh, but I do think winning this TCU game says a lot about this team and says a lot about what they will be able to do uh, moving forward. Uh, so those are kind of my my quick uh, five thoughts, five things. Um, we'll be back with another one that's a little bit more of a game preview. Uh, I've got uh, more stories coming on PonyStampede.com. Uh, we've got some good conversations going on the message boards. And... Uh, Stick with us. Uh, we've got some some stuff coming this week, and obviously uh, more to come as the season goes on. 
again, for the podcast, like, subscribe. Make sure you uh, get new episodes as they're dropped, sent to you. Uh, and be sure to check PonyStampede.com for updates uh, leading up to the game and, of course, throughout the game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.